Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. This is Penny Sansbury and Amy Cornell. And this is a really fun topic. I'm very excited about this podcast. I know I say that every time, but really, really excited about this podcast. How to market your book in an hour or less per week, which, you know, Amy and I were talking the other day, and we are seeing a number of authors who have shifted their focus away from marketing because life has gotten in the way. And believe me, I get this 100%. But I think the bigger issue here is that you won't postpone what you really enjoy doing. I mean, that's the reality of it. And most most authors do not enjoy marketing their books. So it's kind of like, I'm just going to wait to do this until next week and then next week becomes next month. (laughs) Well, and that's true. And marketing is a really broad topic. And there are so many options out there. There are a lot of people telling you what to do and making it all seem equally as critical and, and time sensitive. And at the same time, I feel like a lot of authors read about author success stories that sometimes make it all seem so simple or that there's one or two things that will you know, skyrocket your book to the bestseller list. And it's just, and it's never that simple, (laughs) but it is very easy to get discouraged when you're taking in all of this information and it's not getting reframed and structured in a way that makes it easy to execute. And I just want to add to this, um, today we are going to focus in on, you know, getting you the tools you need to market in a minimal amount of time, but also, um, I don't dislike author Facebook groups, but please take some of these comments with a grain of salt because as we know with all social media, people usually aren't going to lead with everybody hates my book. I can't get reviews. Nobody's buying my book. Like people are usually going to just lead with, it's like the filter over, it's like the the picture filter over on Instagram, right? People are going to usually lead with, the best possible through their filter of what's going on. So take it all with a grain of salt. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, even if you just have an hour a week or even two hours some week, if you can, if you can swing it, you know, the point is, is if you can maximize on those hours that you do spend and you're, you're going to actually start feeling like you accomplished something. So you're going to get a return for your effort when what you're doing really makes sense for your platform and your book. And, once you start getting those wins, that feeling of accomplishment will help drive you forward too and help keep the momentum going. That's absolutely true. And it's kind of like checking things off a to, off a to-do list. I mean, I know for me, I always feel so productive when I do that. And I, I'm laughing because uh, who here, if you raise your hand, please, if you've done this, who listening to this has ever just written something like something you just finished like oh let me just write this down so I can check it off I have 10,000 percent done that I love checking things off of the list so the goal here is to help you find hopefully like five things that you like that you'll keep doing they should be productive to your book marketing and things that you enjoy or that complement what you naturally kind of gravitate towards. So Amy, without further ado, do you want to kick this off? Absolutely. Um, You know, again, back to the list, start a list of things that support key elements of your platform, you know, things that are really important, because again, like we said, it's easy to just kind of throw things around, but if they're not serving you, 
then it's easy to get discouraged. So, I mean, I would say the four that stand out to me are your Amazon presence, you know, Mm -hmm. maintaining that, getting in front of new potential buyers. We're always wanting to find new readers, right? That's a pretty standard, straightforward one. Reviews. You know, we always need more reviews. There's no such thing as too many reviews. And then staying connected with current readers and influencers or media, you know, kind of maintaining those relationships that you've already started. So I suggest always adding three or five marketing efforts or activities or promotions under each of those kind of major categories. And if you're short on ideas, you can always check our blog. Um, We've got tons of ideas on there, lots of to-do lists for you. There are also other great resources out there, like Jane Friedman has a bunch of stuff. And we often link to other outside resources that are AME approved as well on our blog. So there's extra stuff in there for you. But truly, just keep in mind, the more ideas that you can get under each category, the more likely you are to find things that actually resonate with you. So at this point, it's kind of like build the list, even if you don't love the idea of doing all those things. But honestly, the more robust you can create a list with ideas, the more likely you'll find something that you actually want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that once you have a different number, once you have a different, once you have a decent number of options under each major major category, you need to start making choices about which ones that you can actually commit to. Uh, what are you most drawn to? Um, and, and I will tell you that Amy and I have been working together for a long time. She and I have lots and lots of conversations about ideas. Like I love ideas. Like we just get on the phone and we talk about, we talk about this in terms of bunnies. Like we come up with all these ideas and all these bunnies are just like all over the place. The issue is, is that you don't always necessarily have time to execute on all of these. So I love the idea of creating a list, just go big on this list. But one of the things that Amy is very good at is she's very good at reining me in. Like we'll be on the phone like, hey, let's do these 15 things. And she'll say, what do you really have the time for? And then I have to kind of fess up that I really only have the time to do two things. And from that list, I pick the two things that I really like to do. And that is really helpful. So what are you most drawn to? Um, And the other thing that I want to recommend is look at this list and take a look and see where you can get some triple bounce from. And let me explain what I mean by that. You might decide that creating content is pretty easy, right? The ideas just flow. But here is where you could get potentially a triple effect from that. So with a focus on connecting with current fans and creating potential influencers or media opportunities, you create a blog post with a cool image. You cross post that image on Instagram with a punchy recap of the blog topic, and then you repost it to a site like Medium, it, especially if you write nonfiction, Medium is definitely, or as an update on Goodreads, if you write fiction, boom, now you have one piece of content that you've used in three different ways. And I'll tell you something, I've used this for years because people are like, I see you everywhere, you write everywhere. I am not creative enough to be showing up on like eight different blogs every week. I'm just not. So we reuse, repurpose, and reshare content in a variety of different ways. And it doesn't take anything away from the original post that you did. Yeah, absolutely. Like marketing gets so much less stressful when you feel like your time is well spent. Yeah. And as Penny mentioned at the top of the show, if you get to check off multiple boxes in 
your one hour a week, you're going to feel like you're winning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also I want to encourage you to keep a marketing journal. Now it doesn't have to be extensive, but keeping track of what you're doing can really help you to replicate what works and then swap out what doesn't. And I've had conversations with authors over the years and they're like, I had this really great success in the spring. And I said, well, what did you do to get there? I don't really remember. Those are things that you can, whatever actions that you took that maybe led to, as an example, this author with this really great balance that they got on their book, you can replicate that, right? But you can't replicate it if you're not keeping track of what you're doing. Maybe after a couple of months, one of your chosen strategies just isn't coming as naturally as you would have liked. And if you take notes along the way, it's much easier to find a replacement strategy without it derailing your efforts. And we also have a marketing planner. We'll put the link to it in the show notes. That marketing planner is so popular. It's a free download and um, it'll it'll really kickstart kind of your, your marketing planning journaling. Yeah, absolutely. Like tracking and measuring is really important. I agree because one of the biggest mistakes we see authors make is spending way too much time on really random disconnected Mm -hmm. efforts. So this is what Penny says about, you know, the triple bounce effect, you know, not just throwing things out there because it's like, well, I have 30 minutes. Maybe I'll try this one thing one time. And to your point of that author that maybe had a ton of downloads in one month, but couldn't recall what they did differently, it becomes a problem. So you know, you can achieve a lot in a short amount of time if you actually have a plan that you stick to. Yeah. So, and hopefully you'll start to develop a hit list of things that absolutely work for your book and things you can do even if you were super short on time. Because whenever I talk with any author who is successful, they know right out of the gate what works for their books, their fans, what their fans resonate with and what fell flat. You will never catch a successful author wasting time. Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, and we see it all the time. Like we have authors that come to us that have seen quite a bit of success that just kind of want a new perspective or help in certain areas. And they very confidently say, I don't need your help with X, Y, and Z because I'm rocking that. You know, like I've already got that covered. And it's amazing when authors find their stride and know like, no, I can handle this and I can do it efficiently and I know it works. It's like amazing. That's the dream, you know? Uh, But another tip I can offer is to, you know, to make the most out of only an hour or so of marketing per week is refining your message. Selling is kind of awkward for a lot of people. So if you're hesitant to market your books because you're always feeling like you're being really salesy or maybe sounding desperate. <laughs> I know that comes a lot with asking for reviews. We, I, we deal with that a lot in coaching, you know, when authors are like, how do I keep asking for reviews? I feel really desperate. <laughs> we yeah. get it. It's a real thing, but you know, I want y'all to realize we don't actually sell our clients books. Like that is not the business we're in. We introduce them to the right readers. And that part's really key, knowing the right audience to reach out to. The ways that are so much more organic and have those emotional triggers that actually encourage people to buy or to find out more. So always keep that in mind. If you write fiction, be sure you're really expertly weaving what's unique about your storyline and tying that into tropes that you know genre fans are drawn to and looking for. Like marrying those two elements is really important. It shows you understand what your reader wants and it makes them feel confident that you're going to deliver on what they're looking for. 
So keep those things in mind. If you write nonfiction, that means you need to get really eloquent about relaying the benefits of your book. You know, make readers feel like you're talking directly to them, you know, that you can improve their situation in some way. Answer, you know, questions they have. Deal with a challenge they're facing. So again, one of those things, you're going to get a lot more bounce for your hour of time if you've really refined your message. You know, if it's really succinct, really strong, makes you seem really unique and interesting um, because truly you really only have nanoseconds to convince somebody to start learning more. And you can waste a lot of time on marketing efforts by not putting the right message out there to people. Yeah, and you know, what's funny is I loved how you flipped the script on this as opposed to selling your books, introducing your books. Because I actually don't like selling my, my own books. I know that sounds crazy. I love promoting other authors and getting them out there and shouting it from the rooftops. But on my own, I'm always kind of leaning on like Amy's social team to get it out there. Because for somebody is fairly, you know, as extroverted as I am, which I know I used to be such an introvert. I know that comes as a shock to pretty much anybody who knows me. (laughs) Um, Selling is not easy. Introducing is a different mindset. But one thing that's helped me is, you know, to Amy's point, creating relationships and also focusing on what your book can do for your reader. So helping them, teaching them, entertaining them. Yeah, it really, it does make a huge difference. If you think that your hour or two a week needs to be spent on selling your book, you're always going to hate it. <laughs> that's Absolutely. just that's yep. just how it's going to work. So with all this in mind, let's do one more example of how to optimize your time for maximum yes. impact. And I figure let's focus on getting in front of new potential buyers. Cause obviously that's a big one for authors. We have authors that reach out to us multiple times, like many authors every week that say, I just feel like I'm not reaching anybody. So what do you do about it? We're big fans of limited time discounts for eBooks. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, and we just had an author this week, actually, that had a really great limited time discount that was super stoked on it. I love hearing that kind of feedback. It just gets me all charged up. But a lot of these fall flat, obviously, if nobody knows about it, you know, like who's going to sell a lot of stuff if nobody knows about the sale? So, and this happens a lot. So in addition to discounting your book for a few days, you should also create some targeted BookBub ads that call out the fact that it's discounted for a limited time. Most authors don't realize is that you can actually make a lot of impressions on BookBub with even a $10 budget. So this is not a super expensive strategy, but it's a really great targeted way to get in front of the right people, especially for a limited amount of time. And then of course, do a post on social or send out a special email announcement to your list. And this is where it comes in when people are like, well, how do I find new people with my list? You need to be very clear about what you're asking of your current fans, followers, readers. Let them know about the discount and remind them that this is the perfect time to recommend your book to friends. Okay. So you have to think it through. You know, you have to use your current list in really smart ways. No, your current list is probably not going to buy your book for a second time just because it's discounted. That's not what we're saying. But you need to be upfront and very direct with people because most people do want to help out, but you have to make it easy for them. So your post on social or your special email. Ask your current followers to take this time to recommend and share your book with their friends because they can get it at a discount 
through the weekend or whatever it is. Just be very upfront and honest about what the benefit is. And it's so much easier for your current fans to follow through and help you get in front of new potential buyers. Yeah, I think that's a great example. And actually, it it, it is... It's a great example of how easily you can make headway in what amounts to an hour or less of actual marketing work. And I know that we do this all day <laughs> long, but I hope for the purposes of the show that we've really given you some good ideas. And one other thing that I want to mention to Amy's point is back to kind of reusing and repurposing content, as we mentioned earlier on in the show. If you can find a marketing tool like a limited time discount, and anchor it to three different things that you can do. Now this one limited time discount has helped you do two or three other things, which is great. Again, the multiplier effect, right? From just, you know, doing one thing and having it have a, an impact. But I really want you to invest in your education. Take a class, go to a writer's conference, even if you don't have the time to travel you can attend virtually. I have a lot of events that I'm speaking at and these conferences of now they're doing a hybrid. Um, so if you want to just buy a virtual ticket, you can do that. I mean, I love learning. If I could take classes all day, I would absolutely do that. But expanding your knowledge will add to your confidence, which will absolutely make you a more effective marketer. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree with that so much, Penny. It, it sounds like a cliche, but really I'm going to go for it. Knowledge really is power. <laughs> And the more you understand about specific marketing strategies and more importantly, the impact they have on readers, you know, how does this marketing strategy land with readers? Like, how does it come across to them? The more motivated you'll be to spend the time actually doing it, you know? So the more you understand about it, the more sense it makes. And then you can go, oh, that's why I should spend 30 minutes doing this because I understand the effect it has on the readers I'm trying to reach. So to complement what we also, you know, we also have a reader profile brainstorm. We've mentioned so many things, um, but it's another, it's another free download that we have. We've got all this stuff, but truly it is such a good idea. And it's really eye-opening. Even if you think you know who your reader is and you're like, I, I know who my reader is. I know who my market is. I know what my genre is. Like you're not telling me anything I didn't know. This activity, filling out this reader profile brainstorm will actually make you dig deeper. And yeah. believe it or not, it will uncover some pretty interesting details that should inspire some special promotions, maybe some bonus content, other things that will motivate you to like, especially when you start to feel repetitive, because that is one thing like get your list going. That's great. But we also have authors that come to us and say, I do the same things all the time. I feel like I'm saying the same things all the time. So doing yeah. this profile brainstorm is a great way to dig a little bit deeper about who your readers are and find ways to inspire you to do things slightly differently or tweak things in little ways that doesn't add to your workload, but it helps you say things differently and do things slightly differently. So you don't feel so repetitive. I love that. And I love, and I hope that this show has been so helpful to everybody. I download our, our book marketing planner, um, brainstorm some special promotions, use it. There's also some within the book marketing planner, there's some ideas to hopefully spark some things that you can do. Um, but whittling your marketing down to things that you love to do and things that you know you can do is going to feel like a much better um, 
it's a much, it's going to be a much better experience because as much as we would love to work with all of you, you still have to be doing some marketing on your own. Um, all right. So we are, I, I'm just trying to think of, was there anything else I wanted to mention? Because this is, this is a very, very big topic, but I know. Have, absolutely. I have one other thing, Penny. Oh yes. Go. go I'm all about it. the shameless, shameless element. Apparently like Don't I should be shameless. <laughs> but truly this is, and it's something Penny, you mention a lot. You, you say it a lot. Success leaves clues. Yeah. So I was going to say also have no shame if you want to steal ideas from other authors. And what I mean by this <laughs> is that you, one, you should be following other authors. You should be a reader. So there should be authors that you're already following, already interested in, but then within your genre or topic, like for market research purposes and understanding your competition, you should also be following authors and pay attention when you notice them doing special promotions or when you can tell that they're actually marketing because you can take some ideas from them and make them your own, make it make sense for your book and your brand. But that's another great way to stay motivated too. So you're not always reinventing the wheel, starting from scratch, you know, pay attention to other authors that are doing it correctly. And perhaps they're doing some things that you can go, Oh, I could do that. Like I can make that work for me. And then half the work is already done for you. You know? Yeah. Following other authors and, and letting them inspire you to new ideas is, an, is really, really, really fun. And if you just going back to the education piece, attending, I love attending events in person. I think there's nothing like in-person events. It's not always possible, but when you get a chance that there's a writer's conference coming to your neighborhood or maybe, you know, the next state over, which is a quick and easy plane jump, um, it's a great way to just talk to other authors and see what other people are doing and hopefully spark some new ideas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I was really excited about the show. I hope you love it as much as we did uh, putting it together. We love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. We are starting a Patreon page. We will have links to that. Uh, at some point, we'll actually have the page live. It's just been, it's been a very, very busy August and September is, is starting to be very busy as well. So we're fortunate to be able to do the work that we love. And we hope that this podcast has been helpful. Thank you so much. 